Yeah. Now I'm happy to do a recap or if somebody wants to give a recap. Oh, hey, Pete, just in time. Yay. Um, How's it going? Good. 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 Cool. Um, Yeah. So I was just seeing if anybody wanted to do a recap or I'm happy to throw one out there. Um, If nobody. I can take a stab at it. I did. I listened today. Yeah. Why not? Go for it. All right. Uh, so we started off uh, in the session N minus one. I guess um, Doctor Mac had uh, been given some roofies by um, Caleb's character Young He, uh, and so we broke into this latest, the last session with uh, Doctor Mac waking up with you know a weird taste in his mouth and weird stuff coming out of his anus, uh, or maybe I'm just adding that in, uh, but some weird things. He didn't wake up super happy. There were a lot of yelling. So we focused on Dr. Mac. Um, and you know, I was kind of listening and working at the same time. So it may be a little scattered. So feel free to jump in and, and pull me in. Um, but it really was a session where like, so, you know, for Jesse, right. There was a, um, there was a quote unquote murder where, uh, uh, who was the uh, doctor? The um... Dr. Galdis, the chief researcher? No, no, and not the guy. Algernon. 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 Yeah, yeah. Flowers for Algernon yeah. got yeah. thrown out the airlock. But it turns out, uh, and and we rescued the body, but it turns out that the uh, the monkey. Dr. Galdis was a monkey. Yeah, you listen. No, no, he was here. Was for there. He was here for that, right. Anyway, yeah, that was that's right. You were there, and then it was back. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. Uh, people and stuff um anyway so um dr mac was like walking around and being dr mac and like you know coming up with oh we have all these clues and here's the here's the solution um and of course i'll focus on my character mackenzie uh or um i guess what is is i go by d mac which is i always think like dr mac and d mac that's not confusing at all but anyway um was following around the mechanic dude, um, Jake, 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 yep, uh, because he was acting very suspicious. And uh, D-Mac's theory in his head is that well, Jake tried to kill Alger- Doctor Algernon, uh, thinking he was a full human, and like when it turned out he was a monkey, you know, every, you know, he's just kind of falling apart. Uh, and I'm like following him around, like saying, "Hey, hey, what, you know, what's going on?" And he's like, "I, you know, he's got, I've got so much to do, blah, blah, blah." Um, young, he is kind of, uh, trying to figure out what's going on with this monkey human. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to jump to a sum up. Um, we found out that it looks like someone sabotaged the, the, the main computer and sensor deck. So we're out without long range sensors. We are without long range comms. Um, that's right. We are without, and we tried to bring up the cameras at one point to see what happened. Those have been sabotaged and, you know, I'm assuming deleted. Um, and so at the end, uh, um, D-Mac finally just pulled his gun on Jake <laughs> and, uh, frog marched him into the main room and, uh, we're, we're all in this main area. Uh, D-Mac, I think is restrained. Uh, some of the other people, um, were like making a fuss and young, he and, uh, D-Mac were just basically pointing guns at them saying, you guys have done a bad job <laughs> and we're going to figure out what's going on. Um, and uh, at the end, I think uh, someone, not me, came up with a genius idea of like, why don't, can the monkey talk? I think it was, uh, it was Dr. Mac. Dr. Mac. Yes, that's right. And um, 
it was so out of character because he came up with a good idea. That's why I had trouble. Uh, <laughs> and so it, like when we faded to black, we're all in there. We're trying to figure out like, hey, who pushed this guy out of the airlock? Who sabotaged all this shit? And we were at least asking Algernon, the monkey, like who pushed you out the airlock? And I think he either was about to say what it was or he pointed at Jake and then we faded to black is what I remember. That's yeah, that's it. Yeah. Last session, it was interesting because it's not like a ton of new things developed but once it like because you know for a lot of it you were sort of following jake and you know right like, you know and but then okay. you noticed it was a fun session it was just yeah like yeah. summing it up really at a high level didn't take too long right no it, it definitely went okay. off the rails a little bit i was sitting yeah. there going like and now the clockwork will begin <laughs> and then all of a sudden like guns out bitches and i'm like <laughs> uh but yeah but two things uh you mentioned that you tied up jake but the other person you tied up is actually the oqc officer gregor because uh, as dr mac was giving his very eloquent and powerful summary right. of the <laughs> of, events, of the case that was closed in his mind yeah, yeah um it actually did seem to affect not just jake but you noticed that gregor was starting to get a little twitchy and you're like yeah just add him to the the count yeah yeah that sounds that sounds about right yeah so yeah when things ended exactly as, as you said duck you're all you know horace edvin he's the you know son of uh marcus edvin who's the guy who disappeared in the ship head of elevation he had sort of summoned everybody to the general area um and yeah dr max said you know can dr algernon speak and uh dr galdas said technically yes yeah. so she injected him with some uh some some drugs to sort of pull him out of his stupor his sort of semi-induced coma and he mentioned that yeah jake was the one who bashed him in the back of the head um some other things uh dr uh let's see dr surya patel she noticed that there was a pry bar missing near the airlock oh, mm -hmm. um you know dr mac and dr patel noticed that splattered against the wall was sort of like this white slightly viscous solution that could have been the uh the sort of nutrient liquid that dr algernon kept in his skull cavity because that's where his stomach was and there was also some pooling of that same white liquid in the airlock so you sort of figured out that he got hit relatively nearby uh i think dr patel and dr mac had the theory that the pry bar was the weapon, but you never located it. Um, but yeah, you got Dr. Algernon to finger Jake. We got him uh, to what? <laughs> finger bang Jake. Finger Jake. Okay. Good. Just taking notes. Totally oblivious. Yeah, to finger Jake. Perfect. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, so yeah so with that you like as duck mentioned you have no long-range comms you have no long-range sensors uh you discovered as you're trying to figure out who was where to figure out what was going on the cameras have been disabled for some time now jesse what your character may have figured out but it might have been when you weren't here last session the cameras haven't been disabled like for like three weeks they have been um i don't know if this came up in your last session but when you were doing some of the the hacking to figure out what was wrong with the core um yeah the the it, the mainframe had been trashed recently yes yeah and um sorry when you were like way back like two or three sessions ago you would had you know bypassed some security locks 
on the doors. Uh, you didn't notice anything was wrong then. So the, the camera, which seems to have been disabled in software, is a relatively new uh, development after you got on board the station, but you're not, you haven't checked when. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's where we are. It's still, it's about five in the morning. Um, yeah. Horace Edvin has gathered everybody together. And, uh, what would you guys like to do? Is Having he... just learned, yeah, that Jake oh, may, may have smashed in Dr. Algernon's head. I mean, he's restrained. I mean, mm-hmm. yep. He's so... sitting right there. He's what, what is his reaction? If I'm, looking at yeah i was about to say like he's sort of mouth agape um but he's not denying it uh he's sort of even more panicked um you know he was already at 11 but he's sort of figured out a way to find 12 or 13 Mm -hmm. um and he's not even speaking he's just sort of shaking and you know terrified i'll walk up to him and like grip his because he's tied down like grip his shoulders like why did you smash it doctor Alzheimer's head now that we know that you definitely smashed it in so yeah so he you know he's you know he's shaking he's sort of a bit incoherent um but you know he just said you know i i have you know i have these debts and uh this is the only way i could get out from under them who paid you and he said like i honestly i I don't know i just know that the money was sent to my account and i used it to pay off uh essentially gambling debts how are you approached and he says i've never met anybody in person um you know how could i have been out here for the last nine years uh and you know i just received you know communications and um they asked me to do one simple job which was to disable uh you know disable long-range comms disable uh sensors when the time came they gave me a signal recently and um you know i went to work and why why did they have you take out algernon they didn't tell me to take out algernon algernon found me uh, down in the sensor room um, gotcha. and was going to get dr galdis because i think what that, did they say in- was going to happen after you did all this you've got to be a little suspicious right that this isn't going to go super well for the station were you going to be protected they they said I'd be okay. They didn't say anything was going to happen to the station. They just said they needed this to take place at this specific Are time. Are you a moron? <laughs> Look, I've got 2,000 square cubic feet of space station. And he goes into his rant, and then he just stops. He's like, maybe. <laughs> you know, <here> he's <laughs> tied to a chair with a <laughs> skin suit that he caved in the wrong part of its spot. Yeah, he's like, you know what? I've gotten myself into trouble, and maybe this is what I deserve. What is the, uh, like, the guy who called us all here? What's his name? Dr. Galdus? Uh, Horace Edvin. Just Horace. Horace Edvin. He's the, yeah. the brother of the CEO woman, right? Yes, correct. Juhi Jules. What's he doing while we're grilling uh, Jake? He, his face is turning sort of bright red. Um, you know, he's obviously angry, but he realizes, like, if he flips the table, that's not going to solve anything at this moment. Um, he sort of appreciates that you know, something's happening and there's time to be angry later. Yeah. D-Mac's going to turn to him and like, what, who would want, who would want to take this station or something off of it? What on the station is valuable? 
because I, you know, what what other reason could someone have to turn off the long range comms and long range sensors other than uh, we're going to get raided? With that, he sort of turns to. Before I answer that, let me just. What, what's everybody else in the room? What What are you yeah. guys up to as this is going on? Is that a window? Uh, yes, that's a window. Yeah. So, Doctor Mac. Nervously looking out the window. I don't know if he can't even see anything, but he just keeps looking back and forth. And uh, the Mark One eyeball will replace these long range scanners. While while right. Mac is doing his thing, he'll say to probably no one, like, maybe we should turn the sensors on. <laughs> I mean, he had a good idea with like, why don't you ask the victim? Yeah, yeah, yeah that, but that he shot his wad. <laughs> um. And how about everybody else? What are you guys up to? Uh, I'm going to try to talk to... Is, it, is the robot actually there next to my character? Uh, let's see. The Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm going to query it about um, anything it's seen recently that might be valuable. Okay. Uh, let me see. Like what it literally saw or sort of like using it to run a diagnostics on other systems and stuff like that. What it literally saw. Literally saw. Okay. Uh, so it's sort of bit, 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 or whatever noise I was making. I think that's the. Buck yeah. yeah. Well, I changed it into the Buck Rogers robot. Yeah. So that's pretty spot on. Exactly. So um, was that XO14? Yeah. XO14 says, well, you know, and goes on it sort of fills you in but it's not anything unusual because when he's not being summoned and giving you know visitors tours he sort of goes back to his compartment and recharges so xo14 itself doesn't have much data uh then i will ask it to query any systems it has uh permissions with okay so in fact, what sort of ends up happening is like Horace sort of gives it an override, like whatever we need to find out, let's find out and gives you guys sort of full access to the to the mainframe. And you find out that the cameras were disabled, you know, in software. It wasn't a physical sabotage the way the sensors were or the comms around the same time that the. I forget what the name of the droid was. The 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 packing droid, you know, the one that you sort of took down. Oh, yeah. So around the time that got activated, uh, the cameras went offline and there was a giant data dump uh, from the mainframe. So what sort of happened when you sort of put it together is that somebody was trying to do the data dump, screwed up, actually accidentally activated the the robot and then didn't realize they did it and then went oh okay no no no, okay here's what i want to do and figured it out are we able to backtrack where that signal came from uh the data dump was done in person from the the mainframe on the second level and guessing that the cameras were turned off to hide who did it and they never figured out how to turn them on or they forgot. And that's why the cameras weren't activated to capture uh, Dr. Algernon getting his brains bashed in. Uh, so, yeah. And then, so uh, sorry, go maybe ahead. that it may be that, that turning off the sensors 
is just isn't cover up for someone coming here, but for someone leaving with that data. Ah, uh, so you'd say it's the going, not the coming we're worried about. <laughs> <laughs> well, that just doesn't make any sense. Um, actually, on that related, how can we leave this station? Is there a ship here? Well, there's two ships. One is the ship you came in on. Um, and then the other is sort of like it's it's Horace's personal ship, and you can tell it's sort of mm. you know to give it a modern like present day analogy, it's got that sort of Lambo feel. Um, you know, it's it's definitely like oh, he's very rich, might have a small penis. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's a it's a nice fancy go fast kind of ship. Gotcha. It's not very practical, but it's little 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 fancy. Wait, is it here? Uh, yeah, it's docked. Um, I don't remember. I think the second level, second level has the dock. Is there a oh, log of if it left at any point? Uh, yeah. You, uh, if you want, you can check the logs and see that. Yeah. Yeah, or um, for any arrivals or departures, as since we've or since the data dump going forward, I assume the data dump was after we arrived. It was right after you were arriving. Yeah, not too long after you. Not like moments, but like maybe within an hour or so after your arrival. Oh. Yeah. Someone who um, came on our ship almost certainly. I mean, Dr. Mac's not capable of checking the log, but. Ask him what the signal was. Uh, The signal to, like, it's go for destroy everything? Yes. Um, He said he received a message which he was, you know, told to delete. What did it say? Uh, it just said go and the, the, you know, the, the sender was sort of as anonymous as you can be. It might be like an actual AOL kind of address, but you know, it's, it's a user that doesn't mean anything. Um, you know, it's not somebody you could track down from the address itself. Is there a way, like, how were the sensors, uh, because, uh, Dr. Mac did have another nugget, like what would it take to fix the sensors and the comps? So the sensors and the comms, um, what you would need to fix it is you would basically need new parts. Uh, it'd be tough given that like, you know, how they have like the temporary airlock kind of thing. They probably don't have the parts you need to fix it on the fly. Gotcha. Wait, so you said there were two ships. There's the doctor or the, um, the one we came in on and the hot rod. What, uh, where, where are all the people that came in on the shuttle? Like, can we count for all of them? Yeah, basically, this shuttle was just you guys. Um, Who was flying it? Uh, it sort of had like an autopilot. Interesting. Yeah, because it was basically like a straight shot from... Are we playing a trader game in this RPG? <laughs> I was about to say, you think it's a cozy, but maybe it's the thing. Yeah. Um, well, but <laughs> And maybe it's a waste of time, but were the cameras up and running after we arrived in the... Um hangar bay i guess i don't know if this has a hangar bay or a docking or what yeah so absolutely so you know you sort of scrub through the camera logs and yeah you see you guys arriving at the station making your way up you know saying your hellos down at the um bottom part of the station all that kind of stuff and then um the last one of the things you notice before the cameras go down um is Gregor heading down to level two? 
And is Gregor the one that acts suspiciously? Yes. Okay. He's the OQC guy that also was looking nervous. Um, where are the where are the OQC guys' quarters? Uh, let me see. I've got to turn on this so I can then. Uh, do you see that ping? Yep. There you go. Okay. Um, I'm gonna unpause the game so you guys. Dmac's gonna suggest. Uh, I think maybe we need to search Gregor's quarters. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is that what you guys would like to do? I mean, I, I can do that by myself. Okay. Um, yeah, so if that's what DMAC's going to do, what would everybody else like to do? I'm the only other one with a gun, so I'm going to stay with the... Yeah, I mean, I could leave my gun with someone. Like, uh, oh, well... Yes. I think everybody's packing something. Oh, that's true. I forgot that. It's just whether it has anyone else drawn their stuff, because... That's what I'm not sure, yeah. Yeah. Hey, sorry, real quick, before we get too far away from it, I, I may have missed it. Were, was there no ships entering and leaving activity after we arrived? Uh, no, there has been no departures or okay. arrivals. So the hot rod never left? No. Okay. Okay, so, yeah, sorry. So, DMAC, you're going to go search the OQC quarters, and then what would everybody else like to do? Should somebody get, like, a, like bring up the stage? So, I mean, we still have the short-range sensors. Like, maybe just kind of set them to alarm if uh if they detect anything and like sound a klaxon or something maybe um the mit oh no i mean the caltech guy <laughs> i did that on purpose yeah. i know <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, that's something you want to do you can definitely set that up uh and is there anything else dr calder you'd like to do while i assume he didn't say yes yeah oh that's true uh yes no yes that sounds like a good good idea okay uh, yeah, is there anything else you'd like to do while you're doing that on the systems? I guess just look for more interesting data I can steal. <laughs> okay. Take credit for. <laughs> nice. All right. Um, okay, and so Dr. Patel and Dr. Mack, what would you like to do? Uh, well, Dr. Mack, as soon as the video footage shows Gregor, he's going to step over to Gregor. I'm trying to see if I... It's not really a persuade... Uh, let's take a look. Ability or anything like that, is there? There is influence. If there is, I don't have it. Oh, influence. Standard skill. Uh, let's see. Uh, what What do you think you might try and do? Is there a way to... Uh, I don't know. He, he'll he probably step over and, um, you know, just start questioning him. Okay, to explain yourself there, Gregor? Okay, let's do a roll. Let's, um, hopefully you still have the macro down below, which is augment skill. Is that the right macro? I think so. Yeah. And it should be, uh, so first one's influence augmented by, let's try, uh, oratory. Uh, how do I get the macro? I can pull up the macro directory. Yeah. Um, oh, there and you then go. I, and then I, okay. You have to drag it. Mm. And Jesse, if you see the macro directory, the little folder next to your hotbar, Yes. Uh, you should see, hopefully, a number of macros. One is... Uh, skill improvement roll, augment skill, and all-in-one combat roll. Grab all those. And the other, everyone else, the skill improvement roll uh, is a new macro. You might not have that. So that's one where Ooh. it'll help you do your, your experience points checks without all the stupid subtract your intelligence, blah, blah, blah. What was the augmenting skill? 
uh augmenting is let's the top skill should be uh pers- what did i say it was influence, influence modified by oratory oratory okay cool uh so yeah you definitely you, you managed to sway him uh what is it you would like to sway him on anything in particular or, or oh yeah uh him telling me what is what the heck he was doing uh, going down to level two just before the sensors went off. I mean, we already knew that Jake did it, so I'm curious why Gregor was going down there. Right. So Gregor, he has an interesting reaction. He looks at you and he gets very determined. He's like, yeah, I went down there. I had something I had to do, but I'm never going to be able to tell you what it was. Oh, Gregor, this is all very boring. Just tell us. And he just sort of clamps down and and doesn't speak. So he admits that he he definitely went down there to do something, but he doesn't elaborate further. Hmm. And then uh, Dr. Patel, how about you? What what are you up to? I'm I'm wondering if uh, in this universe uh, there is any kind of truth serum type of thing uh, that uh, either a Dr. Patel might have uh, with her. Uh, because it's a normal thing, or that I could ask uh, the other doctor, uh, Dr. Galdus, uh, if he has anything that we could could give him, because it seems like I, I, you know, he might have something important to say. Okay, so let's... That, um, I would... Yeah, I'm, uh, getting, I'm getting scared of make... things of questionable morality. I would make an argument that Dr. Mack May yeah, something like a, that. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> something that he puts in all the, all the uh, followers' drinks. I was about to say, yeah. So uh, imagine Jung. He's like, oh yeah, no, he's got it in his bag. Um, so or and if not, let's just say there's like, was it like sodium amytal or something? Yeah, there's pen- actually sodium pentothal. Pentothal. pentothal's one. But and is that also a sedative or is it literally just a? Uh, I think it's a sedative as well. Okay, yes. Sodium amytal and sodium pentothal. Let me see. So there's probably, yes, some in Dr. Max's bag, um, you know, for, for work purposes. And then there might be some kind of like sodium pentothal kind of sedative just as a general medical kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so you want to administer? Yeah, say, so, you know, look... It, it, something is not right here, you know, and we could be in a lot of danger. And so you're going to tell us what we need, you know, what we need to know now, or, you know, and I sort of brandish a syringe. And so Gregor looks at you and he sort of tears up a little bit. He's like, look, please don't make me tell you. You, I, I can't tell you, please don't make me. You know, if, if bad things are going to happen if I, I talk and I, I can't let that happen. So please don't make it so that I have to. And he's almost begging you. Bad things are going to happen either way. And uh, he sort of just nods his head and said, yeah, but please, just please don't make me tell you. What if you whisper it in my ear and I will determine whether to tell <laughs> everyone else? Um. He sort of, he sort of shakes off that, uh, that suggestion. He sort of shakes his head no. And again, he's, he's upset, but not 
so much as um this kind of sadness is actual sadness not just fear he's he's really upset at the idea that you might force him to talk taking at my heartstrings sorry <laughs> yeah and yeah. Real quick, <laughs> let's just jump over to dmac uh dmac you have i mean yeah it's like we're gonna put a gun in his mouth and say <laughs> you know <laughs> i don't care about your poetry class how about you uh tell me what's going on um so yeah so <laughs> there's the oqc quarters um dmac has gone down there to search and why don't you uh duck why don't you give me let's see before I leave the room, does uh, I know Youngi has her gun out? Does anyone else have a weapon drawn from our group? Uh, yeah, it's up to you guys. Do you guys want to start pulling guns out, or are you at that point yet? Or I mean, they're restrained, so maybe it's not a big deal. Uh, but Dmac's going to notice as he leaves. And Dmac, just as a quick heads up, your perception is trash. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh does someone want to come search this room with me <laughs> um, someone with a good perception maybe That's yeah fine. if the if you're going down there specifically like i need to go search his room I, I think it would make sense that you would i have a pretty solid well i don't know if it's pretty solid 59. yeah you're the only one i really trust though in any kind of situation um 65 with calder yeah would dr calder like to go with you or would dr calder like to stay this is a syringe thing because, like, I don't know. Based on how the syringe is getting used, I don't think you need to be a doctor to use it. No, Doctor right. Calder's watching the short range sensor. Yeah, oh, that's cute. Uh, I, I, I mean, Young yeah. he could come with me. Um, let me see. Do I have a? It's my second weapon. No, just a, just a dagger. All right. Um, I mean, the the guys we suspect are are detained. So yeah, if if Young he wants to come with me, that's fine uh okay right, and... it's up to you guys i don't know who comes with me dmax just gonna stomp off and you're, you're you'll <laughs> think to yourself that's probably not gonna go real well yeah so would anybody like to go with him one I person know. who actually does go with you is horace Ooh, yeah i follow horace is what okay uh can i do oh yeah i gotta click off yeah so horace makes his way what am I doing? Why am I doing this? I can just drag. Um, this is the right. Yeah. This is the downside of pregens. Like, you don't really know your character. You don't remember because yeah, you had to do the work to put it together. Because Doctor Mac, you made your character. Did everybody else take pregens? I did a pregen. Yeah. Wait, what about Young He? That wasn't. A I made. Pre I made Young He. Right. Right. Okay. Um. Thing is, my perception's sixty-two, but I'm not going with you guys. Right, you're about to. Okay, uh, so I still might enjoy the me. idea that the least percent <laughs> people are going as a group. <laughs> yeah, just like these Coke bottle nearsighted <laughs> A team is gonna go. Um, so, uh, so then let's really quickly go back to the medical uh, Dr. Galdis's lab. Dr. Patel, do you inject? The sodium you know protocol? What? Yeah, I do because I, wow. you know, I work. I, I, the, well, the way I look at it is that you know I, I'm up here for a reason, and right. you know, yeah, I might look like this, you know, meek, you know, mild mannered, you know, doctor, but you know, I carry a stun rod because of the kind of people that I work with, and so you know, it's this kind of thing. 
kind of what I end up having to do. Right. Okay. All right. So that gets injected. And while that's going on, we'll jump back down to the search. So everybody who is searching, why don't you give me uh, a perception roll? And yeah, just give me a perception roll and see what happens. Ooh, it's not good. Wow. Yeah, that can't be good. <laughs> there we go. That's pretty yeah. good, though. All right. Uh, okay, cool. So you guys sort of overturn the room, and what you end up finding is sort of your like classic trade craft, like you know one of those fake Barbasol shaving cream cans of the future, where you can sort of pop off the bottom, and inside you see a data drive. Mm. And the data drive, it's not like, you know, like your gimmicky USB drive. This looks almost like a military grade encrypted USB drive equivalent. Um, I don't have the equipment list in front of me, but there's a specific, uh, I probably should know this stuff since it's my setting, but so you're looking at it and then along the side, the part of the reason why, you know, it's kind of hardcore is because you see that it comes from, it's got sort of the markings of a company called Rebco SAR, R-E-B-C-O, and then all capitals, S-A-R. Mm. And Rebco SAR is sort of the premier shades of gray security company in the solar system. They're sort of like, uh, what's the black... Um, Black Rock. What was the one in the United States? Albertson. Black Umbrella? No, there was the... Blackwater. Blackwater, yes. <clears throat> that kind of company. Um, and basically, they started off... Sort of a, a weird story. They started off as like one of the biggest investment banks, and they sort of developed a security division as part of their services. Um, but the security division sort of took on a life of its own and they sort of spun it out into its own thing. And it has sort of become a very notorious company. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So I just give it like a, let's <laughs> see. So, yeah, so that's, that's a, that's not something just some moron, you know, would just have, um, that's something you just can't go buy. What is Horace? How does Horace react when he sees that? Uh, when he sees that, he goes white because this suddenly went from, man, a lot of weird things are happening to like one of the most notorious mega corporations. It doesn't necessarily prove it's directly involved, but there is. Are they likely like would we know like are they likely to want information like are they acting in someone else's stead or are they likely acting for themselves or we don't know? Assuming this means that that company is involved, making that leap. Right. Uh, you, you don't specifically know offhand. Okay. Do it like, would it, yeah, I guess it would depend on what, what was at stake. Um, uh, yeah. Um, DMAC's going to march back into the main room and uh, interrupt Dr. Calder or whatever he's doing. He's like, and say, uh, it probably more important than you figure out what the fuck's on this thing. All right. And yeah, just for the record, SAR, the SAR stands for search and rescue. It started as like the financial companies, like kidnapping, you know, sort of 
that kind of stuff. If one of their clients got into trouble, they could send this sort of paramilitary group to help out, and they spun it off. Uh, so, okay, so you bring the drive back. And um, so, Dr. Calder, what you're seeing maybe potentially for the first time is some really high-grade encrypted uh, data sticks. And I'm curious uh, how you re react. So it might be worth my time to have come out here. Um, I am going to try to hide the dollar signs that have appeared in my eyes and <laughs> act kind of nonchalant as I um, try to de-encrypt it. Right. So just so you know, the, the thing you're looking at, it's called a memcube, M-E-M-C-U-B-E. It's a data storage medium, can be highly encrypted, but you also know that it can be, doesn't necessarily have to be, but it can have a sort of wiping, self-destructive kind of trigger to it to help protect it. Uh, do you still want to try and crack it or do you want to? Okay, so I am going to try. I, um, hmm. yes, I do. Okay. And is it one of those things? Uh, furthermore, yeah. furthermore, I want, I want to try and crack it and copy it to my personal device <laughs> while making it look like it's self-destructed to everyone else. Dirty. Interesting. Okay. Uh -huh. um, I like that. Okay. So we're going to go with, what's your computer? 62. And we're going to, I want to modify that with stealth, but I want to see though first, give me, give me just a general, uh, computer's role modified by, heh, modified by your passion, make up for past mistakes. Cause this is, uh, there's a lot on the line here. Not just the, that that's a personal bent. Yes. So, so hopefully, um, were you able to get the augment skill macro? Okay, so hopefully your passions show up there as well. Make up for past mistakes. I'm hoping it should because it's part of the skill list, but I'm just not okay, sure. Skill being augmented is computers. Augmenting skill, make up for past mistakes. Boom. Nice. So let, let's give that a roll. Should have passed. Ooh. Oh, just, oh, just missed it by one. Okay. So you sort of start to look into it and um, you realize, you know, you've sort of been blocked out and you're nervous that you're about to trip whatever might make it self-destruct. So what I'll let you do is if you want to keep going and risk self-destructing it, I'll let you give it one more shot. Um, but if do you we, fail, do we know, do I, do we see it. that he's trying to get in? Like, uh, obviously we don't see the other stuff. Well, I'm just curious, like, would this be, would Dr. Mac or anyone question Gregor for the password? Or do we not even know that Jesse's trying to get into it yet? Uh, how about everybody gives me a perception roll? Uh, yeah, I mean, offhand, like, I think he was trying to be secret about it. Well, D-Mac is the one that handed it to him. Right. So you'd expect him in the normal course of events to like plug it into a, a data pad and start going nuts on it, but you might not realize the sort of Yeah, I, I would think DMAC wouldn't have enough knowledge to understand if he was trying to do anything weird. I mean I, yeah. Dr. Calder, you know, like he's 
not perhaps like within the circle of trust, but I, he's not one of the station people. So, right. Um, okay. And I'll, you know, this should have been an opposed role. So Jesse, if you could give me a, a stealth role modified by computers. So your stealth is a little low, but your computers is actually, you know what? Make it a computer skill modified by stealth. No, no, no. I like the other way. No, I think it's a computer <laughs> skill modified by stealth. Computers is modified by stealth. Okay. Computers <laughs> modified by. Yeah. Yeah. I hit roll. There we go. Ooh. Nice. Okay. So you succeeded at a hard level. The only other success was a standard. So you win. Uh, nobody notices your attempts to, you know, clandestinely copy it, but you sort of pause when you realize, oh shit, I might be about to delete stuff. It didn't quite go as I expected. Okay. We, yeah, I'm going to say, uh, guys, we, we need a password from Gregor. Hmm. Okay. So, or, or a key or something. Right. So by this point, uh, Dr. Patel, your truth serum is starting to kick in. Um, is there anything you'd like to ask your quote unquote patient? Uh, yeah. Tell me everything I need to know. <laughs> Info dump me. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Gregor looks at you and he says, look, honestly, I don't know how to work that thing. They just told me to plug it in and it would take care of itself. I don't know what it did. I don't, I'm not a computer person. Um, you know, please just, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you about the cube, but just please leave it alone. Um, I, I need that cube. Dmac's going to come over and like, what, what was your next, what, what were you supposed to do next? Um, I was waiting for more instructions. I was just supposed to hide that, that mem cube, make sure nobody found it. And then who, how did you find that? Like, how did you get this job? Or who do you work for? Um, he said, I, I, I don't know who I work for. I also got, you know, an anonymous message and they told me they had kidnapped my brother. And if I didn't come through or if I told anybody about what was happening, they would kill him. And then they sent me photos showing my brother proving they had him and uh, that they could do um, as they threatened. So what was the... I would, well, I'm going to say first, I'll just look at it and be like, bad day to be your brother. <laughs> and then um, what was the thing he did not want to tell us? Because there was something he did not want to tell us before the street yeah. center. What was that again? What he saw in like the room or dead that, in the room? That's what he just told us. Yeah, literally. Yeah, it, it's basically anything about why he was doing it, what he was doing. Um, he just knows that if he told anybody anything about what he was supposed to do, they would just... Oh, he'd get killed. Kill oh, I see. Brother. I thought it was something. I thought it was like something like crazy he had like actually done. Right, right. When he says that, Doctor Max is gonna look around the room. Does anyone react to him saying they? You know, they said if I told anyone, they'd kill my brother. I'm. I will make a reaction. I'll be like, "It's willing to kill his brother. They're willing to kill all of us." So, yeah. So actually, Doctor Mac, that's a that, yeah, and that's a good observation. You notice that? Whoops. Let me bring him back into the fold. I'm gonna bring Horace back over. Horace and Dr. Galdas are sort of looking at each other. They, you know, they're starting to realize something very serious is happening. And they look at you 
Horace says, what do you think, Dr. Galdus? Is it time we let the cat out of the bag? And uh, Dr. Galdus doesn't necessarily agree, but she's just like, none of us are probably going to live through this anyway, so do whatever you're going to do. And Horace Edvin says, the purpose of this station is the search for extraterrestrial life. That's not entirely false. But Dr. Galdus has discovered something else that is probably much more valuable than this fruitless search for extraterrestrial life. Um, we've discovered a new element. It's called, let me just, uh, tantalum, I think. And there's some, we've discovered some trace elements of it out in the Kuiper belt. We believe there's more out there. Um, we've been able to retrieve a small portion of it um, over the last couple of years. Uh, maybe I guess more years than that. Um, we've recovered some in the past. And its potential is unbelievable. It was the heart of my father's ship. He, with some of his team, used this tantalum to create something called a stutter warp drive. It's a new type of drive. Um, its potential is light years instead of just jumping around our solar system. And it could literally open up the galaxy to humanity. And we think this might be the reason why something now is happening to the station, why it's being targeted. I don't know who knows about this or how they found out. We've been trying to keep this discovery close to the vest. Um, but this is one of those watershed moments for humanity. And we were just trying to keep a lid on it for a little bit longer um, so that it could be done properly. But we feel we've just sort of, in a different way, not through SETI, but through the discovery of tantalum and this potential stutter warp drive, we've sort of, we believe, opened up humanity to the galaxy. Well, but the stutter warp drive doesn't work. Right. We don't know what happened to my father. Um, maybe that's what it does when it worked. Nobody had ever used one before. Um, our team of engineers believes the, the stutter warp probably didn't stay contained and it incinerated the ship. Um, but, you know, we're not sure. Because, uh, you know, like, you know, like he was just saying, nobody's ever seen one operate before. It was sort of just... he. There's no real way to test it because we only had a limited amount of tantalum, but he wanted to make a big show of, of putting it to, to work and it might've backfired on him. Uh, yeah. So with Chicago, yeah, so what, what do you guys uh, like enough merit to send what was they call again? Uh, the spooks, uh, Rebco Sar. Yeah. Like if, it's an, if there's if Rebco Sar is interested, must be something to it. Well, Repco, uh, yeah, you know, he's like, maybe, yeah. I mean, usually, you know, Repco SAR is sort of like, you know, they're fixers, they're problem solvers. They're not usually the ones, uh, you know, you know, if the sort of corporate espionage 
if they were acting on behalf of of their sort of old parent investment bank, maybe. But as an entity itself, Repco SARS not who I would expect to be behind this. Well, I ah, see if we say this. She's like sometimes fixers aren't fixing things for people's benefit. And he sort of laughs like, and says, "Oh yeah, no, Repco SARS reputation as a terrible entity precedes it." Well, I, I guess what I mean to say is like she's walking around like, "What if they don't want this to work?" Oh, out? I see. Yeah. Uh, and he says, you know, I, I couldn't say, I mean, I guess that is a possibility. Um, and how about you think else? your father's ship was sabotaged? And, you know, he, he thinks for a moment and he says, I honestly never considered that. I mean, what he was working with was so new that you know, it going horribly wrong seemed like the most likely thing that could happen. But now that you mention it, maybe that was, maybe that was the case. I thought somebody, oh, it must be one of the other pregens. One of the other pregens had a background with Repco Sard, but it wasn't one of you guys. Okay, sorry. Um, I mean, if it helps, I'm as bureaucratic as they get, so. <laughs> okay, yes. There was a, well, I'm, I'm very like, yeah, like, so I might be able to like leverage something if you want me to. No, no, no. I was just, um, I was just seeing if it would impact passions or anything, but yeah, there was a, oh, a journalist pre-gen who had gotten tripped up by Repco Sar. Okay. Um, I have a love of politics. <laughs> right. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, Jung-Hee, you'd be very familiar with Repco Sar. You may have even been aware of times your government utilized Repco Sar. Um, they're sort of, a, you know, they'll work for just about anybody. They're not, they're not loyal. They're not, um, they're not driven by a code. Yeah. Well, like what I was thinking of was, um, dropping equipments when I was a child soldier in the guerrilla fighting, mm. like boxes with Revcos are on the side of the right. Yeah. I mean, that's very possible. Like whether it's where you got your equipment like from, they were helping <laughs> you guys out as, like or, your version of Christmas, Repcosar <laughs> boxes falling from yeah, exactly. like, well, they got, that's airplanes. That's how they got those things to shoot the helicopters. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, how about Dr. Mac? Uh, does this mean anything to you? As a... Oh, it, it certainly does. Uh, my first question is, um, like, what are... So long-range sensors are down. Are calms down and what i what i'm curious is and maybe this doesn't exist in this world um but it existed in alien so i hope it exists here does um the space book exist does can i <laughs> do i have access to my uh primaxium blog yes i do yeah you would have some kind of presence yeah definitely i i think um like my motives of, of being on the ship are probably much like Jesse's or Calder's, yes. although not financially. And I want to, uh, I don't know if harm is the right word, but uh, maybe tarnish the image of, of Elevation. Right. And so I think everything he just said about like wanting to get the jump on this technology and stuff, I want to well, maybe get out. Yeah, actually, let me put it this way. It, I mean, 
yeah, it's, it's not like like your sort of quote unquote internet access would piggyback onto the long range comms of the station. So it's not like you could then go update your blog like directly, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, that okay. That answers my yeah. question. Yeah, sorry. Um, uh, um, you could definitely put it on your blog well, for when you get back in when you get some bars, but yeah, okay, that's exactly what he's okay. Doing. All right, pulls out his uh, uh Palm Pilot and starts <laughs> making a blog post. Oh man, his Newton. Um, mm-hmm. cool. Okay, wait, wait, you get space by out here. <laughs> Oh no, sorry. Uh, I'm just making uh doc- doctor notes. <laughs> yes. So how do we uh, you may have said this a, a time or two back. Mm-hmm. How do we communicate with the outside world, the outside universe? Is there a Yeah, so you know, is there is easy communication in a way, yeah. I mean my understanding is that communication works sort of in in a couple of ways. The first way is obviously speed of light. Um, I don't have the charge in front of me. How long it would take speed of light to get from Neptune to say, uh, I guess you wouldn't have to go all the way to earth. You'd only have to go to one of the sort of outer next support bases. Yeah. There's what you don't have it. They don't have it memorized. Right. I mean, I know there are bases <laughs> at Ganymede, Ceres, uh, Mars palace. Or I don't know if I'm saying P A L L A S. It's an asteroid in the belt. I don't know how big that belt would be though. That might not be your best bet. It might be around Jupiter, Ganymede, Europa, and Callisto. Um, okay, so that would be. Is that anywhere near the Spinward Arts marches? <laughs> uh, so it's four hours from Neptune to Earth. That would be sort of. You said four hours, Duck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so that's roughly how long it would take to sort of send it the old-fashioned way. Um, the the tech that's down is sort of the piggyback some of the ideas from the the jumps that you made to get out here in your ship to get communications back a little faster, like in minutes instead of hours. But that's what's down. Okay. Uh, uh. Yeah. So, and uh, Doctor Calder, so you you know that you weren't able to crack the the mem cube. Everybody's sort of been listening to, you know, Marcus talk about this new tantalum that nobody's ever heard of. What are you doing in the meantime while everybody's listening? Essentially, nobody's really paying attention to you at the moment is is sort of my, I guess, my takeaway. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can copy the data without de-encrypting it. If I can. Okay, just somehow. Just yeah. Straight, you know. Right. Bit for bit copy the data right okay uh let's see why don't you um whoops that's your backstory uh yeah give me another computers check um again modified for makeup for past mistakes okay okay so yeah i mean you sort of brute force a copy onto your data pad um not 100% sure what that what's in there or what it's going to do but you feel like you've made that copy. Excellent. Um I am going to I'm going to take it down to the to the MIT lab 
Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, let's see. The MIT lab, just so you know, is right over there. If you can see that ping. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll I'll walk it down. Okay. So while he does that, what's everyone else doing? That's just the only thing they care about. I'm trying to think about it, like I'm a, like my brain's going like there's going to be a sweep team coming here. Yeah. Me too. For sure. And just dust everybody hmm. and then say there's a horrible accident. And I just what's the mental calculus that doesn't happen? <laughs> so while that's going on, actually the MIT researchers, Dr. Vettis and Dr. Tarver, uh they you know, Jesse, you weren't here. They got caught having an affair. So one of the red herrings that was supposed to exist was, why are those two looking nervous? It's because they're having an affair. Uh. Uh, so they actually are very interested in this tantalum, obviously. Um, this is th- these kinds of potential jumps based on their understanding of what Dr. Uh, what Horace and Dr. Gaudis are describing. Like I said, it's one of those moments in history where humans potentially move to the the next step they they were there for that i thought it was just just us uh, yeah sorry no they were you know because everybody was sort of gathered uh by horace at some point so when they hear about that their eyes go completely wide and they're like taken by it they're fascinated they start asking questions they forget you know that 10 minutes ago they were panicking about how we're going to tell my wife and um <laughs> stuff like that they just suddenly are overtaken by their sort of researcher mentality and start asking Dr. Galdis about the tantalum and how she discovered and what is its potential and can they see like molecular molecular breakdown or you know that kind of data that I assume smart people would ask other smart people <laughs> as a non-smart I'll let somebody smart fill in the blanks Dr. Mack is uh his ears close to whatever if they give a response they're probably a little too worried but yeah um, yeah, I mean, you know, Dr. Mack, I don't know how scientific your character. Oh, very scientific looking. <laughs> yes. So I assume you're stroking the chin when they're mentioning, you know, ceramic containment and, uh, the, the way sort of tantalum, uh, kind of works. Um, again, this is obviously sci-fi bullshit on some level, I guess, but Stutter Warp Drive is one of the more complex technologies, uh, enables faster and light travel. Um, so he's describing operates in the same principles as tunneling phenomena, uh, that can be observed in some subatomic particles. The tunneling effect allows a physical mass to be moved from one location in space to another instantaneously without passing through the intervening space. Uh, the distance that a stutter warp vessel travels is relatively short and depends on local gravity conditions, but in interstellar space, uh, each jump is typically several, several hundred meters, but it happens so fast. It stutter warp drives cycles several hundred thousand times per second. So um, that's how you get to move quickly. Uh, objects traveling via stutter warp do not have a true velocity, despite appearances. Um, if the stutter warp drive is stopped, the vessel stops as well. While under stutter warp, a ve- vessel actually retains its the velocity it had prior to the engagement of the drive and will once again resume moving at that velocity when the drive stops. Most important part of the stutter warp drive is the stutter warp core, an intricate spiral of superconducting ceramic doped with crystalline tantalum. The score, the core is spun at over 100,000 RPM in a shielded chamber at the heart of the drive mechanism. Uh, Horace believes that sh- uh, shielded chamber is what potentially failed on his father's ship, but he doesn't know for sure. 
Oh, yes. Crystalline tentacles, I see. And all he's doing is leaning in closer, and he's recording on his Palm Pilot. <laughs> I assume you busted out the pipe to look smarter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it says, as the core jumps, it carries the vessel along with it, thanks to the superconducting field it generates. So that's stutter warp technology. That's what Dr. Galdas sort of just describes just, a little bit. Yeah, crystalline tantalum is like saying wet water. Just saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> as i said the smart people have to fill in <laughs> uh it's good it sounds good I'm, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll allow it i'll suspend my disbelief so would superconducting ceramic doped with crystalline tantalum is well, you, you don't know tantalum might be might be liquid at, at well yeah i mean it could be a liquid i guess so but you could just call it so, like tantalum doesn't form any other anything other than a crystal lattice when it's solid uh, dope. Every, all the other words, like that's how they make uh, high temperature superconductors. Is uh, okay. Doping and doping is something. Well, that's how they make all superconductors. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not no high temperature ones. Rather. Low. You can make a superconductor if you get shit cold enough, just metal. But it's not very. You have to go to like below liquid helium temperatures. But I mean. God, I need that. I need, you know what? I listen to this podcast where they have a sound drop that adds Peter uh, from the Family Guy going, <laughs> "Who the hell cares?" We just had that data dump about shutter uh, stutter warp drives um, that I read directly from the book. Yeah, you're welcome. Is that the same info? Oh, I guess we don't know yet if that's the same information on the flash drive. You don't know, but. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, if it's just like that. <laughs> um, but it's uh, it seems to be the actual and and Doctor Gald is you know she's like, and honestly that's the real reason why I created Doctor Algernon. Um, I needed, I, I'm working on this material. I couldn't trust literally anyone, and so. So the 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 stutter warp technology is not like they're trying to the uh, revelation is trying to perfect it. Is that part of the reason um, the station exists? Or so the station truly did exist for SETI. Um, yeah, but let's you know on some level that's been a waste of their time. Uh huh. And so Doctor Mac can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so they actually you know I don't know Doctor Mac. You've always believed Elevation's purpose was SETI, but also you have a passion to sort of take them down a notch. Oh, they're complete fraudsters. Okay, I was curious, like, if there was something specific in how you saw them as frauds. Is it because... Oh, because they saw me as a fraud. Got it. Okay. Got it. Okay. Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> yep. So, uh, anyway, yeah, so... Uh, so... I guess, what do you guys do next? You've sort of gotten this dump of what might actually be going on here at the station. Um, and uh, It's all very technical. Can I ask what your doctorates are in? I'm just kidding. <laughs> are <laughs> well, we in game or are we out of game? <laughs> My doctor, DMAX doctorate is in kicking your ass. <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> um, <laughs> the... Uh, I remember, like, there was one point where I went on the ship and I tried to do something and failed miserably in one of the earliest sessions, right? Yeah, ba back when the, the packing droid was making noise, you tried to explore what that noise was by taking out a little, like, local shuttle. Oh, okay. Okay, so it wasn't our <laughs> ship. Um, yeah. Do we, like, can 
and you know maybe it needs somebody like Calder or someone like what our ship is still there how can we like set, get on it and leave technically speaking you know yes the the ship is still there uh you could sort of hope the autopilot would take you back i mean obviously horace can pilot because he's got his little lamborghini ship out there so he can how many people does that thing hold man it would like it could probably hold five or six not comfortably Mm -hmm. um but there's a little bit of space in it but yeah technically speaking not everyone on this ship could get onto his roadster where where did we did we all come back in the main room after we searched? I guess we did, right? Yeah, we did. And are we assuming then someone is going to come here and attack us at this point? Well, I mean, that's the fear, right? We don't know. Um, that's why I asked um, around uh, Baldhead, uh, like what his next steps were, and he was just supposed to wait for instructions. So, right, he didn't know what was happening next. He just knew he was supposed to plug in this mem cube. It would do its thing, and then he would hide it. So I have a click in on that then. I was like, well, let's. I was like, well, assuming we all just don't get shot out of space, which since they want the cube, don't think that'll happen. Yep. Let's just act like someone's going to pretend to be him. It should probably be Calder since it's computer crap. Yeah. You mean pretend to be the OKC guy? I, I mean, do all OKC yeah. guys look like these two guys, or is that just these two guys that look like this? I, you know, I just. You know, they, they would wear a similar uniform. I just... Uh, oh, you just found... Yeah, Tweedledee two. and Tweedledum kind of I pictures. Gotcha. I gotcha. Um, <laughs> but they they know... I don't know if you could... I guess it depends on how you try and pass yourself off as Gregor, because they have his brother, so they do know things about him that are very personal. So they know what he looks like. So it'd be a question of... Well, fortunately for us, we have him doped full of truth there. <laughs> so he'd be like... They caught right. He the first thing he would do is if you put him on the phone is yeah. <laughs> he would answer truthfully. Yeah. What's your sister's middle name? What's your childhood fear? <laughs> <laughs> and just type it to them in the terminal. Well, we either I mean um, we either try and get off this thing or we uh, you know there's young he suggesting that we maybe we uh, yeah we go about our business like normal and see what happens and you know, maybe try and ambush them if they come on. Okay. I don't know. Well, I'm kind of like waiting to see if they like, we're going to like, if they just like break comms with them and like, oh, they're just going to come in here and kill them. Or if they're like actually communicate something, then we'll be able to be like, okay, they're not going to kill us initially. Yeah. I have this, I have the, I definitely, and I would think DMAC would have the fear. Like, yeah, what, like, what is their motivation for like not killing this guy? Like they're, they're going to want to wipe out everybody on the station just to leave no evidence behind. Of course, if they were going to, well, I, I mean, turning off the sensors is, is the big, and the comms. I mean, that's a big red flag to DMAC. Yeah. So two, two things pop into Dr. Mac's mind. Well, I guess actually it's player's mind. One thing's Dr. Mac's mind, one thing's player's mind. One, Duck, did you already ask him, and he said he didn't know, like, how, did anyone ask him, like, how the jump drive was going to get delivered to these guys? He didn't know. He, he was told to to get this, uh, you know, get this data and then hide it and then wait for further instructions. And that's yeah, it. That's what he said. Okay. So they were both kind of like, wait and see what right. happens. But they also didn't tell them how they'd be safe. Correct. Which is where I got, I got Jake to admit he kind of was an idiot. So. Right. 
they got to two of them. Do we think we got the and then then Doctor Mac thinks like do 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 we think they got to anyone else? Could be any of us. D Mac, I say we all <laughs> take a swig from my chalice here, <laughs> and I will question all of you. How about you start there, Doctor Mac? Well, I've built up quite the immunity. Biocane <laughs> powder. All right. So, uh, Dr. Calder, if you could uh, give me a perception roll modified by computers. Mm-mm. So want to hear some alarm sensors going off? <laughs> perception modified by computers? Yes, please. We're going to roll this for no reason whatsoever. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ugh. Oh, no. Yeah. Everything looks normal. <laughs> yep. For no reason, Doctor Mac looks out the window again. <laughs> <laughs> What's everybody doing for no reason? Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, there's nothing outside the window, Doctor Mac. Hmm. Well, I'm trying to to get the MIT people to to lend me some of their computing power so that I can, you know, crack this. Right. Yes. You're down in the lab. How much of the uh, truth serum do we have? Oh, I've got plenty. All right. <laughs> Let's uh yeah, let's uh let's just inject everyone and let's start with the folks who were on the station. Oh god. Why not? Let's have a party. <laughs> Dr. Galdis is like that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. <laughs> um uh and she's like no thank you I won't be participating in this. Okay. Well then we're going to presume that you're guilty. Let's let's tie her up. <laughs> oh, hold on. We can probably eliminate Dr. Galdis and Horace. Horace. I'll ask him more. I've got it. But this is Dr. Mac talking. I don't know if I believe you. Oh, I want to believe him, but he does. I mean, they did tell us what their secret was. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, Jake, that we've got tied up. He was like the, how the station. He was the mechanic. Yeah, yeah he was in charge of keeping the station itself up and running. So I'll walk up to him during this and I'd be like, hypothetical. How quickly could you make this space station a very unlivable space? And he's said, you know, you could just vent the station. You, know, you could just override uh, the manual airlock commands and open them and, yeah, just vent the whole station. Uh, because there's looks like there's an airlock. Oh, so very quickly. Yeah, very quickly. Because while the station itself is compartmentalized, there's an airlock in each of the four quadrants. Can that be done remotely? Um. Yeah. Yeah. If we're if we're raided though, they're going to be in suits. Well, what I think if they raid us, they're going to vent it first and then come aboard. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm still in a suit. I'm just going to point that out. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should all put on. How many life life suits are on this are on this rock? Uh, there's enough for everybody because you just go to one of the various airlocks and there's multiple suits. I propose everyone but Jake put on a a suit. <laughs> So I, I kind of know the answer to this question, but, you know, I started asked Dr. Galder, so, you know, Dr. Galder, if this is such a top priority, top secret, you know, uh, universe changing, you know, discovery that you're working on, you know, don't you have, you know, Security. anything more secure or, you know, heavy weapons or Security some security? <laughs> uh, so she looks at you and she said, God, that would make sense. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she says, you know, we initially we didn't know what we had. It started off as strange readings that didn't make any sense. And we started to put together that we've uncovered this new thing. But we didn't want to draw any 
unwanted attention. If suddenly we armored up as a SETI waste of time, kind of, so to speak, that seemed like it might tip our hand. So Horace and I decided basically we would keep this discovery almost between us and hope that uh, we just kept getting ignored by the solar system as we had been. What about all those crates of weapons in your uh, storage closet downstairs? And then she says, oh, those, uh, those aren't weapons. And she says, you know, actually, this might be a good time to go check them out and fast forward through the thing. So, you know, she, you know, gets a couple of people. She brings them all back. And inside what she opens up is she was much like Dr. Algernon was a little thing she was tinkering with. She was also sort of tinkering with these kind of man portable kinetic shields. And so you see inside them, there's like these sort of sort of very cumbersome bracelets. And she said, you know, they, in theory, are, you know, have the potential to stop a bullet, but they might not last very long. They might not be reliable. But the idea was I was trying to sort of develop this man-portable shield that you could activate, use as protection, uh, something, you know, less cumbersome than, you know, the type of, again, for our current times, the way, like, SWAT teams have, like, you know, the person in the front of the line that's got the full-size shield she was trying to come up with something more technological and more elegant dr galdis you are the worst mad scientist i've ever met <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was gonna, you didn't think you need security if you're making stuff like this on space station. uh d is going to grab five of them and and put them in one of his pouches <laughs> and so what does everybody do with the remaining two <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you want to spread the love or do you literally just pocket all of them? Yeah, I'll, I'll pocket all. Okay. And so people are like, hey, what, you know, and how do you back them off? I uh, put one on my wrist and turn it on and point the rifle at them. Okay. So, yeah, when you do that, it, it, that'll do it. It creates a light. It seems to work. And then you notice it kind of flickers. Um, <laughs> and it shuts I'm off. I'm going to start backing up. I'm going to start backing up this way. Okay. And Dr. Calder, sorry, are you at the MIT lab or did you come back? I came back. I'm okay. letting the, the computer do its thing. It'll, it'll alert me when it's, when it's done. Okay. Uh, so one of the things, you know, you, you know, you've set the computers, you got sensors. One of the things you're noticing is that the temperature on the memcube is going up. Interesting. Like it's starting to get hotter than you're expecting. I'm guessing they're rated for pretty high temperatures. So I'm going to. Do they have any computing power themselves? Can they? Uh, this memcube seemed to have some kind of internal power. Yeah. Oh. I guess it would. I guess all of them would probably have some to trigger the self-destruct, if it was a uh, software as well as a physical. Um, I don't know if you'd need to do that. Maybe just blowing the shit out of it physically would be enough. But um, yeah. But yeah, it. it this one does have some internal power, and. It's getting hotter. Okay, and it's heating up. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to to pause the the computer and see if it continues to to warm up. Okay. Uh, it it does. Yes. Yeah. And then um, yeah. And then it appears to be sending out some kind of frequency. It's not just. It's uh. Yeah. And above the table, like, how would you detect that? Would it be like, what would be the energy coming out of it besides heat if it was sort of transmitting? 
well, even the heat, it's, it, it's all electromagnetic uh, frequencies. Electromagnetic, yeah, yeah, yeah. The metal plate in Dr. Max's head is going haywire. <laughs> <laughs> like cousin. Yeah, but, but basically, like, like the, the power I'm reading doesn't, isn't, you know, 100% going into heat, so it's going somewhere else. Right. And, and I okay, would, so that's how you would, you know, run a down. scan. Yeah. So, so I'm going to, um, you know what? I'm going to hand it to DMAC. I'm going to say, Mac, here's your hostage. Is it, and can I tell it's warm? Yes, it feels warm to the touch. Yes. It's, uh, it's calling home. It's phoning home. <laughs> I'm going to, like, throw it across the room. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> so how about when you do that, it self-destructs? Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, he, he's like, I'm, I've basically like threatened him and he gives me a cube and I'm like, fuck that. And I just kind of like push my arm out. Like, maybe I don't like grab it and throw it like because I can feel it's like hot. I'm like, I feel like, you know, I'm being threatened and uh, it's oh, going to, you know, fly off in the corner at that point. It's going to self-destruct. All right, so this particular mem cube got hot, seemed to be sending out some electromagnetic waves, and then got smashed. So it sort of sparks and kind of falls apart in the corner, and sort of the yeah. power sort of dies on it. Is DMAC guarding the door now? I should have remembered you were a shoot first. <laughs> I'm, not, I, I'm actually, I'm like walking away. I'm backing up with my rifle pointed at everyone. <laughs> God, this is not how I expected this to go. <laughs> so I'll like, I'll just be like, what's going now, on? Now is Matt? not a good time for your mental <laughs> breakdown, Mac. Yeah. I, I, so, well, yeah, I'm not going to tell, like, yeah, DMAC, he looks a little frazzled. Um, and uh, he's through the door and, uh, you know, he turns and jogs down the hallway. <laughs> All right. So uh, we haven't heard from uh Dr. Patel and Dr. Mac recently. How are you guys reacting to all this? And and uh, Yung Hee, what's what's going through your heads as all this happens? Um, <laughs> so Yung Hee's going to be like, she's pondering, and she's just going to watch what everyone else does. But she's also like, to no one's comfort, I'm sure, has pulled out her little recording device and is talking Korean into it. Okay. And to and, and to translate for the GM, I'm basically just going to iterate everything that's happened. <laughs> And then I'm going to send this on an encrypted channel to the closest China, I forgot what, China arm station. Got it. Okay. All right. And uh, Dr. Patel and Dr. Mac, how about you guys? I think this is just like the next layer of crazy to have DMAC storm out, pointing a gun at all of us with some faulty technology that Dr. Mac doesn't quite understand. So is the mystery solved? Are we good to go? Or I no longer feel safe here. Yeah, I, I, I sort of sort of I'm thinking the same thing. So I say, you know, we may have given the sedative to the wrong person. <laughs> and you know, I'm not so sure we should be staying here anymore. I I think we should be compromised. Yeah, just, you know, pulling back the curtain. So you guys discovered that Dr. Algernon was the monkey. And then I was like, okay, okay, for my next session prep, get out the list of red herrings, get out the list of actual clues that could point you in the direction you need to go. 
And then like, like we were saying, like D-Max just starts pulling guns on people. And I was just like, crumple, crumple. <laughs> Don't need the red hair. You're welcome. Crumple. Don't need the clues. <laughs> it was kind of fun to watch it. <laughs> um, it. It was fun to watch how like a monster truck would solve an Agatha Christie. <laughs> uh, man, anyway, sorry. This has been a lot of fun. Anyway. Um, I took an approach. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So DMAC, let me, let's get into your head a little bit. You've sort of like, yeah, at this point he's actually kind of snapped, right? So everybody's blah, blah, blah. You know, they're farting around with this cube. He remember his, like he's had a bad experiences with uh, like pirates and stuff. Right. And he's, he thinks they're coming. Whether they're coming or not, it doesn't matter. Like he feels the pressure and like all, everybody's just jawing around and he knows that there's at least two ships down in the, in the docking bay and he's going to get on one of them and try and get off this fucking station. Hopefully the faster one. Uh, okay, cool. And um, so I guess what I should have been asking is what does that mean to the rest of you? Um, Calder, can you comfort, like we have access to this whole station, right? Yeah, yeah, you can pretty much. Yeah, Horace, lock... Horace unlocked it. Essentially, yeah, like, well, like lock the shuttle doors. He cannot attack, and he cannot. He'll have to smash through. Okay, and so... except he will smash through. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Right. I don't know if he. Well, my thought is like, can he? Like, will it? Like, can he? No, get I don't think I'm. Rust? I mean, above the table, I you wouldn't know this, but I don't think I'm that far gone. That I. I mean, I would know. Smashing yeah. the doors would make the. Well, I mean, I could run it in a suit for, you know, the length of time I could survive in a suit, I guess. I was about to throw us back into physics hell because I'm not even sure if, like, you'll get enough. I don't, yeah, again, man, like, uh, with a laser door. rifle, you probably couldn't get through a door like that. Yeah. Okay. But I'm just, like, lock him in. Well, uh, perhaps we should let Mac do his own thing, and we should all consider that we should not be here when search and rescue arrives. I don't think there will be much rescuing going on. An excellent point. Let's um, uh, which 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 ship is is Mac going for? Well, I I mean it all depends. Like, how far does he get before like stuff get gets locked down? Right. How far do you want to let him go? Uh, you know, is it as soon as he starts backing out with the guns, you're like, oh god, we got to lock this down, or do you let him? Can we stop his elevator? Oh, uh, that's an interesting. No question. Yeah, that might be tricky. Okay. No, we we want Let's him sure can't fly away. up the station. So we'll we'll just disable whatever ship he ends up on and prevent him from getting back on the station. <laughs> they just like lock him in there. I <laughs> mean, like either ship is probably fine for us. I I like. Um, I guess at this point, Doctor Mac wouldn't have any reason to believe that they know we know. Although perhaps the self-destructing cube may have alerted them that someone found the device or tried to tamper with it but they could assume that's Gregor so I guess my point is like they don't know that we know that they are probably coming to collect the firebox uh, so perhaps we should leave before they do find out and I guess he doesn't really care which ship because I don't think they're going to be looking for any ships to be leaving what is like what a Horace and Gall um Emma? Like do they react? Like do they want to leave at all? Like do they react or uh so 
they go more into um okay if people are coming what do we need to do what do we got we've got to protect uh we've got to get this data about the tantalum um and that's above all else um we need to well just hand me the data and i'll take care of it (laughs) (laughs) and they look at you and they say no 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 no." and and then you see dr galdas look down at dr algernon and Horace says i got dr algernon you go take care of what you need to take care of and then she heads out and starts heading toward the lift um that Galdus, yeah. So she starts beelining. Whoops, not out the side of the ship. And then, and then, yeah, she heads down to the second level. Uh, I'll put her on there. Um, hopefully, you guys, you should all have counters on the second level, so you can just jump back and forth between the station as you want to look around. It doesn't really matter at this point. Uh, Galdus, I'll put her there, and yeah, so she. She starts making her way to the mainframe, and um, and and Dmac, where are you on like the lower levels? Uh, it it all depends whether I can tell people are screwing with me at all. Okay. Yeah. So, and were you guys serious about sort of locking shit down, so to speak? I mean, and, and I, I just want to, I want to make the comment like above the table, you don't know you, he just kind of backed off looking wild eyed. You don't know that he's going on the ship. He didn't say anything. Right. And if you remember from last session, Justin, you might not, you weren't here, but you know, there's locators that, you know, you could say like, where the hell is he going? And you can sort of like bring it up. Right. There's no cameras, but you could see where right. it was. Right. I don't. Uh, if if like we voted, I don't think Doctor Mac would care. I think he's more concerned about realizing that there's bad dudes on the way. So my vote is no. We let him do his own thing until it starts messing with us. Okay. Yeah, I think that's that's where Doctor Calder is too. Okay. And Doctor Calder, Dean's just worried about sending her message. Is what she's up to at this moment. Uh, sorry, what was that, Caleb? She's just worried about emailing home base to let them know like they did this thing i might be dead and then dr calder when you realize dr galdas is going to the mainframe to go start doing some data shit does that trigger anything for you is there anything you want to do in response yeah i i offer i i i go with her and i say "I'll, i'll help you okay and uh just let me know what needs to be done yeah because she didn't she didn't catch what you were trying to do earlier she welcomes the assistance mainframe is pretty pretty messed up though like yeah parts of it there's a chance that she won't be able to to extract the data she wants i guess yeah i guess that's yeah yeah um okay so you head with dr galdas down to the second level i don't know if you if you see it at the top if you're able to sort of jump back and forth yes okay um second level and uh so you start seeing people going in different directions and dr patel and dr mac Dr. Mac, you've already stated you're not worried about what D-Max, you know, is he going to hijack a ship? He's going to blah, blah, blah. Um, and Dr. Patel, what do you think about all this? And what what is your reaction? I, I, I'm just thinking I, I, there's no reason for any of us to still stay here. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm looking for a way to get off. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, 
No, I mean, I, yeah. I don't See, care. I was about a trendsetter. You guys just, I just don't, <laughs> I don't build consensus. I just go do shit, cool. which is exactly how I envision DMAC being. All right. So maybe with that, um, you know, Horace sort of realizes, yeah, that's actually a good idea. We need to get out of here. And he sort of punches in some commands on the panel, which, you know, starts a, a remote process of uh, firing up the two ships on the lowest level. Um, Perhaps you should engage the self-destruct. <laughs> He's like, well, <laughs> you have 15 minutes. <laughs> He's like, let's let's you know, we're not quite sure anything's actually going to happen. So. Oh, yeah, sure. Why would anything happen? I mean, they've Somebody only... get Jonesy. He starts listing everything that's happened in the last two days. Why would there be a self-destruct on this station? There's no self-destruct on this station. You just reverse the polarity of the reactor core. Come on, Jesse. It's easy. <laughs> you just hand the station to DMAC, and then he throws it against the wall. That's <laughs> um, Yeah, so... You know, so everybody starts scrambling into motion. Horace starts, you know, prepping the ships, you know, checking their fuel status, getting fuel in them if if need be. Uh, that could take a little bit of time. Uh, I mean, I Doc do have a thermal detonator. I want to point that out. Oh, that's right. God, <laughs> how did I let that get on board? <laughs> it's, I guess, the same way I didn't realize we had a Dr. Mac and a D-Mac. You know, thermal detonators <laughs> slip through the crack. That's right. Um, so... Yeah, so Horace starts, you know, prepping the ships, which is going to take a little while. Dr. Galdus is heading to the mainframe, and, you know, Dr. Calder, she's like, okay, so, and she starts punching in. She accesses, you know, some locked-off portions of the drives, and you see, like, the full tantalum data in front of you. Um, where are we putting this? I ask her. Uh, she pulls out some mem cubes that maybe aren't Rebco SAR, but they're definitely... Um, high military grade. Yeah, they're they're like the best that the Elevation Corporation uses for security. So it, it would be for real. Okay. Um. Great. I'll grab a few. Um. How many? How many copies do you need? Uh, you know she she does. I I think you know if we're trying to get out of here in a hurry, it's it's a lot of data. Let's just do two. And she hands you a mem cube, and she hooks one up herself. Uh, okay, so I will plug in my data pad instead, and just actually plug in my data pad in between, and and just make two copies at the same time. Got it. Okay. I should probably roll to make sure she doesn't. Yeah, let's it. do a, a another roll. What did we do last time? It was computers modified by stealth. Yeah. Yeah. Let's try that. See what happens. <laughs> What's the worst thing that could happen? <laughs> oh, there you go, buddy. Beautifully Jeez. done. It's, oh, it's like watching a master at work. You sort of misdirect with one hand as you plug in the data pad with the other. You, you pull it off flawlessly. I'm not sure if there's any benefits you can think of that you might want to get to go along with it. Uh, um, I can suggest it's one. definitely going to work, though. I can tell you that. So if there's some other aspect to it you want to embellish or I, I want to hear the suggestion uh your own encryption no no i'm uh oh man maybe you, that's tempting but yeah, um, i was gonna say maybe you realize no i'm their encryption you sort of figure out how it works or i don't know yeah yeah i'll uh 
I'll I'll figure out how their encryption works so that I can I can crack it more easily in the future. Nice. Perfect. Well done. Okay. So okay, so that's what's going on there. And so DMAC, you're still back in Dr. Galdus's lab? Uh, not sorry, not DMAC, Dr. Mac. Dr. Mac. Apologies. Yeah, Dr. Mac. Uh yeah, so just real quick, what did Horace went to go initiate not self-destruct, but other stuff? He was firing up the ships. Yeah, he's gonna go start prepping the ships. Okay, so he's left he's left Dr. Patel, Young He, whoever Amy is, Jake, Gregor, and yeah. the monkey. Just all of us standing there. Yeah, so you got those two guys tied up, and yeah, Dr. Algernon on the table. Uh, maybe when Horace left, he's like, you know, Dr. Patel, can you take care of Algernon? Um, you don't have to. I have a doctorate in physical education I can assist. <laughs> um, what? Horace, Horace told Dr. Gelter he would take care of Algernon. Yeah, and then he's like, oh shit, I got shit to do. And he's like, what a dick. Dr. Patel. <laughs> Let me ask this complete stranger. And, well, Dr. Patel is a, is was supposed to come aboard as a medical doctor, so He's like, Dr. Patel, you take over. Um, now, Dr. Patel, you don't have to do it once he leaves, but that was his request. That would make you a bad person. Perhaps we should get on the ship. So as all of that's going on, Dr. Mac, you know, you take another peek out the window. Oh, he abs- he's been going back and forth between the window and the monkey nonstop. And suddenly you think that you're seeing some kind of some dot materializing sort of against the surface of neptune it's sort of like the color of neptune is suddenly like wait a minute is that a black dot that i'm seeing is that actually moving and as you're realizing that uh klaxons at the station go off and uh you get the voice short range detectors you know have detected incoming vessel short range out of station (laughs) short range (laughs) detectors have detected incoming vessel and uh with that we will fade out Nice. You son of a bitch. <laughs> oh boy. I I hope this has been all right. I it, like I said it didn't go exactly as I thought it would, but I it's been fun to watch um Yeah, I'm sorry if I screwed up your plan. No, I mean, no, not at all. Not really sorry. Not at all. Um like I said what what I found interesting was the idea that somebody tried to it's what you pointed out earlier, somebody tried to set up a murder mystery on a space station. Right. Um, but I didn't like a lot of the other details they put in there. So I, I think it could have worked. Um, if like, if we'd all been scientist kind of characters. Yeah. Everyone needed to be nervous. Everyone needed to be nervous. We're like, yeah, like we don't. Right. Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of the first clues were on the computer systems. Um, that was, and and none of you guys really had computers except for Dr. Calder. Um, yeah. But it was, so that's why it was sort of fun to realize, oh, they're going to get around this and they're going to figure that out. And then. Um, yeah. That's yeah. the, yeah. The players will never do what you think. Yeah. They're not yeah. going to do what you think they're going to do. Yeah. I will punch them by crawl. <laughs> <laughs> right. Man. Well, yeah. I mean, we're getting near the end of this adventure, obviously. So I hope it's been. Yeah, it's I know been it's fun. supposed to be a one shot, and I know we're going to go into six sessions, so I apologize. But uh, it's fine. Hopefully, it's been all right. It is the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I I can't imagine a group finishing this in one right sitting unless unless they're like the most boring <laughs> min max people ever, or they get TPK'd somehow. They all die. Right. 
All right, boys. Well, this was a lot of fun, Art. Yeah, cool. I, I hope it was all right. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I mean, uh, if it's not your fault, it's probably more my fault. No, 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 no. No, I've had but, a good time. I just hope everybody else has been enjoying it enough. You just got to get out your weapon yeah. and start pointing it at people. That's how I have fun. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, I'll, I'll leave this up if people are still doing their skills. Um, you know, I don't have to shut this down. Uh, yeah, apparently if you f- fuck around with your Foundry server, people get pissy. <laughs> oh, man. What a friend told you. Yeah, someone someone was bitching at me just recently. But I don't know why. <laughs> Do we want to name names of somebody? All right, boys. This... All right, take these back to Have a good night. Yeah. Oh, he knows. He knows who he is. Oh man. We all. Know. All right. Yeah, we we all know. All right. Fine. <laughs> good night, boys. Don't tell us to go. Don't tell us to go in and fix things. Then I didn't tell you. You could do your character creation in your head, man. Do it. Do it in your offline uh, Palm Pilot. <laughs> <laughs> all right boys anyway yeah thanks again guys and uh i hope everybody has a good night yeah and i'll see some of you guys tomorrow yeah, yeah take care right. take care both cool i'm gonna stick it all the way at the bottom okay yeah then because then people who don't care about it won't care but then you always know where it is right and how many people actually i mean do alistair yeah i mean you yeah exactly well and you don't i mean the the dirty little secret is um did it move motherfucker anyway i'll do that later i'll probably forget cool all right. Um, yeah, was there any other garbage time people want to jump into? Everybody just doing all right? Um, yeah. Pretty chill. Cool. Cool. Least, yeah, we've, we've talked about the chill thing, which led us to talk about generation. <laughs> yeah. Right. Kind of I mean, not that chill is really like a millennial word or anything. I don't know why. Just I was triggered, I guess. The critique I get yeah. is that it just sounds like I, so much, people told me I sound like I smoke weed constantly, which isn't the case. Yeah. I mean, so. you take breaks, right? That's what we're saying. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Not a legal state. If I was in Virginia, I couldn't say that. Trust me. <laughs> so show of hands, who here is in a state that's legal? New Jersey is. I am. Oregon is. Oregon was one of the first. Yeah. Oregon's always I mean, we can, you can do hard shit here. And yeah. it's it's illegal, but they're not allowed to, like, send you to jail. So... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure Maryland's legal given the number of cannabis uh, stores I see. <laughs> okay, so I'm a, yeah. I'm in the Bible Belt, so yeah, not gonna happen. So you're yeah. fighting a good fight. Yeah, it's the worst. <laughs> I I mean it's legal here. I have never 
eaten, smoked, or any way gotten THC in my system in my life. So, yeah, yeah whatever. Not that it's I'm not against it. Just, yeah, it's just like. I can if someone came up to me and said, you know, and it was, you know, and I was relaxing or chilling or chill. <laughs> if I was chill, I guess I got to use the word right and right. said, hey, try this. I'd be like, OK, but, you know, it just doesn't come up. I keep trying to bring back lingo from from the early 90s and nice. my kids are having none of it. They, they don't oh, think yeah. like, my, yeah, my like, wife man, will that, say that, things that, and my, my son will just go that shit crazy like cash like yeah you look pretty cash and, and he's like what the hell does that mean mom <laughs> oh see see like uh, modern lingo i'm not allowed to use in front of my daughter <laughs> she'll yeah, be like tonight she'll be like that that's my word not your word <laughs> yeah exactly well and, and i throw he my the one my son likes a lot is cringe especially when talking to us i throw that one back to him a lot yes i am not allowed to use cringe yeah, yeah. I mean, incredible. I don't understand like what this not allowed means. If my son says he doesn't want me to do something, I just do it more. Right. Hmm. I I don't think children understand that. Until yeah. They become no, this is for yeah. <laughs> the gas. So it was, it was in the manual. It's on page one. But, but did anyone else use use fresh? That was so fresh. Mm, in the nineties, no. when, when I was uh, not in the nineties, when I was here in New Jersey in the eighties. Fresh was a big word that they used. Okay. Uh, but they were wearing parachute pants and watching, you know, breaking through and stuff. So <laughs> Hammer time. It was, yeah. It was yeah immediately so. visualized. Hammer time. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that was really early 90s. And then, yeah. then it was tight. That was so tight. Tight. I yeah. remember tight. Yeah. Tiggity tight. I'll say we're out. God oh damn my. you. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> no, no. I'm bringing back kidding. good or bad memories. <laughs> Just a flood of everything. <laughs> oh man. Um, if if people are comfortable sharing this, is it okay if I ask how many PhDs are playing this game? Uh, if not, I'll I'll bleep it out or don't answer. I I don't have a PhD. Or maybe okay. just one then. I have zero degrees. Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought there were a couple. Okay. No. Please, no, I, I I wouldn't be caught dead with a PhD. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, no, I, yeah, no, I'm, no, kidding. My, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. My, my wife's a PhD. Here, baby. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, the PhDs right. in the guild are uh, that I know of are me, Medicine Man, and Carl. Okay, all right. And there may be a. F uh, I could probably think of a few more. Maybe I should okay. be. This game is. Thanking God, Carl's not in this game. Like, okay. <laughs> no, Carl. Carl's an idiot. It's fine. He went <laughs> to Auburn, so I mean, let's let's keep our expectations low. <laughs> and John's no, PhD I... <laughs> is in history. Is all I'm saying. A soft science PhD. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Oh, uh, Derek. Derek's another one. Okay. But his is in biology, so another not real science. <laughs> and sorry, back to what were you about to say? Oh, this game is dominated by real doctors. Tell <laughs> <Yeah>. me, <laughs> mm. Doctor Law. Yeah, do do doctors Dr. do? Does a JD do you ever pull out doctors or just Esquire? I insist everyone calls me Doctor Backdoor. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> the only the only time I get something in the mail with Doctor on it, I know that it means someone. It's my school looking for money. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, I just got one of those letters today. 
Well, actually, I love getting invitations Dr. and love stuff because it's, it's, it's always uh, it's it's uh, addressed to Doctor and Mister Escobedo. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, you never, you never give your, you, you never, unless you're a medical doctor, you never say your name is doctor because they'll be like, no, oh, you're on this plane. We, this guy's having a heart attack. I'm like, well, you know, I could solve this equation for him if you wanted, right. but I don't know how much use it would be. If it's Etruscan hieroglyphics, you need decoded. I'm that's your right. guy. Fortunately, well, I can prepare his will. That's right. Nice. Yeah. Well, I mean. And I could talk about his feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I have a master's in fine arts, which is technically a terminal degree. So I feel like it's on the same level as what you're describing. Sure. Sure. <laughs> um, anyway. Okay. So it's definitely terminal. <laughs> if everybody could open up their character sheets, I'm going to try this award XP roles to characters. Okay. Well, so just tell me if your XP roles, it's in the upper right hand corner. Yep. Just tell me if it if changes. Yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Mine is not changing. Because uh, my tenacity just changed. Okay, because that's the thing. I, I don't think this works. And somebody told me, oh, you're doing it wrong. Because, mm. like, it just gave Jung Hee one when Jung Hee should get four. Um, yeah, just zero, zeroed out my tenacity. Yeah, my <laughs> tenacity is now zero. I wasn't watching that one. but. Oh, interesting. You know what? So they might have. Because they added they tenacity, the so they probably didn't. Position. Exactly. So, okay. So everybody give yourself three, except for somebody has a high charisma. Um, young yeah, he. I have a 16. Yeah. So if you look on your sheet under attributes, there should be an experience mod. It's either zero, probably plus one or minus one. Uh, All my attributes mods are... Oh, wait. It's the you're, third box from the left. Yeah, your experience action. mod, Jung Hee, is one. So you're going to get four experience rolls. Now, Dr. Mac, for some reason, I remember you had a low charisma. <laughs> I have super low charisma. <laughs> so your experience mod is a negative one. So you're going to get two experience rolls. And then everybody yep. else gets the bog standard three. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. And there should be a macro for a skill, skill improvement, improvement roll if you want to do that now. It, it will give you the option to pick the stat and then do you want to decrease your rolls by one it should do that automatically um <clears throat> if people want to do it if not doesn't matter um mm-hmm. but yeah sorry so uh, as i was saying I, I reached out to some people and they're like well a one shot's tricky but definitely two um and so uh in my head we would have gotten to like the beginning of the murder mystery in the, at the end of the first session. That was where I was like, Oh, that'll be a stopping point. And then, uh, you know, I don't know what would have happened after that. Um, but yeah, it definitely didn't play out that way. Did it work? Uh, I think so. It, what am, and do I what? add one D four plus one once you say, uh, yeah, one D four plus one. Now one D six, I don't know why they included, included that there may be other systems so if you notice and what do i oh sorry go ahead matt do i just add two to my training uh you add two to the training number yeah you click into the training it's, you're supposed to get one if you fail though right if you if one. you fail you get one so it in some weird ways like this actually is a little backwards so like you know dmac you failed because you rolled and it actually right. says failure and success I, I failed because is... i passed 
Yeah. Right. So it actually flips it. Um, so success, you know, means you actually failed. So they actually reversed it. Um, well, I, I failed to increase my, I failed to do the best I could with training. Right. Is right, that what I, right. I rolled a four, which is, it would be a success against a 24 my super yeah. duper perception. Yeah. Wait. So, so success on a XP roll means it's you failure. roll 1d4 is... yeah it means you failed to roll no 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 it's failure a on a you you roll the skill minus your intelligence if right. you fail that then you get to increase it by 1d4 plus one right if you pass it so... you get to increase it by one right so, so if it's you look easier at... to improve so... skills that you're bad at right so success on the macro means that you get to increase it by one right right and that's why it brings up the dice options instead of nothing Nice. And then one is default if you fail. Right. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, there's one more macro. Wait, what? Are, so what, how would you get one d six or one d eight? What are we? What are we doing? Uh, so one d six and one d eight might be other Mithras based games. They included it for some reason. Jesus Christ! I don't um, like this macro. Yeah, I, I don't. That, I've never used it before, so I was kind of curious to see. I've passed both of my tests. One, oh, one was just a 24 and one was a 19. Yeah, it's just rolling shitty. I rolled a four and a 14. Where was that during the fucking game? <laughs> and so, sorry. Uh, so somebody was asking a question. Go I, ahead. Sorry, I missed oh, it. Oh, where are the 1d6 and the 1d8? He already answered that, Jesse. He said they're probably for other systems. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Pete. So then, okay, I rolled. I got two. How do I add that? You okay, to... so you. Is that that's the training? Yep. It's So you click on the skill yep. name and it should bring up training and then add one to the training since you got a well two, a t- oh, two. oh two sorry add two because yeah you got a 1d4 plus one and then pete sorry were you saying something what i yeah you know, i'm lost what the, what the hell are we doing it's if you want to improve we're, your we're skills, buffing our skills. Yeah, so it, all right so so the experience not just because you meant experiential so i've got zero experience rolls at the top you should have three you should have three yeah, so just give yourself you three, three. All right, well, because mine doesn't say. Well, yeah, so you have to add so, them manually because this yeah, thing didn't manual, work. So you have to hit the plus work. thing three times. Okay. Oh, all yeah, right. So that's, that's, the first, right. Yeah. that's what I just yeah. wanted to make. Right. So that's the first. Now, all second. Right. And for some reason, my thing is going really slow. Did, uh, okay. So now second. So then we go to the. So then we just get to do three of any of our skills. Correct. Oh so there is a macro in the folder called the skill improvement role. If you want to okay. click on the folder and then I see drag that, that to yeah. your hotbox. Gotcha. Okay. So now yeah, I put that when there. you click on that, it should give you like a pull down menu for a skill. What skill you want to choose. <laughs> oh my God. I wrote a four, 14 and a 15. <laughs> um, All right. D-Man and is so... just very set in his way. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. Uh, scientist, is that you, Jesse? Right. Okay, yeah. cool. Scientist. So you're going to get to roll 1d4 plus 1. Um, so now, Pete, you choose a skill. Oh, nice. You choose a All skill right, so if I, that you want to improve. Anything. All right, I'll, I'm going to say I'll do an influence. Now, what's the reduce XP rolls by 1? If you click that box, it'll automatically change your ex- experience rolls from 3 to 2 for you. You don't have to. All right, okay, all right. Right. For some reason, I, I had three experience rolls to start with. Right, because you didn't right? spend them last time. Uh, you had them from a couple sessions ago and never got to spend them. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. got it. Okay, so now I uh, it says I have a success. Correct. 
So do I need to do anything or did it automatically? No, you'll need to roll the 1d4 plus 1 and then manually add that to the skill. To the training. Oh, and and, and I'm sorry. I think one of you already asked about the D8. Ignore those. Ignore those for now. Just ignore those. I don't know what systems would use it in the few I've encountered. It didn't matter, but it was always been 1d4 plus 1. So yeah, so now you would click on the word influence on your character sheet. It'll bring up a box. Okay. And in the training percentage, put two there or would add two to whatever that number is. Add yeah. two. All right. So to yeah. my 33. All right. Um, okay. All right. And again, this is, I, I think I was bitching about this last time. This is why, like, I really like this system, but the module for it is a little rough and it makes me want to use systems where the foundry module is. It's, you know, honestly, it's not that bad. No, no, it's the not that bad. Module. Yeah. No, it it has no specific, like if we were to like really go balls deep, like it has no support for ships. It has no support for. Yeah, I mean, a lot yeah, of weird stuff. It, you're you're yeah, you you want all the fanciness. Like I who used free roll twenty, like I'm used to just let just give me some dice and a something I can put pictures on and I'm good to go. So. We're not farmers, duck. We can do better. <laughs> um, it's fine. You spend a lot of time on the VTTs, and and I appreciate it. But uh, yes, you definitely. I don't spend quite as much time. I like it when I can, like when they do exist. But no. yeah. All right. I guess. Uh, Let's do it. Yeah, you want to see where this goes? Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going somewhere so much as stuff is coming to us. Right. Hmm. Well, and you missed uh, Backdoor's last last session because uh, I was just listening to it. It's not the the going we worry about. It's the coming. Yeah. It's the coming. I remember. So yeah. 